If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 11. Before we read our scripture today, I want to say thank you. I have some special friends that are visiting that know that today is uh, my first day. And I want to say thank you um, to you all that are here today uh, to, to be here with me. And I appreciate you coming to worship with us today. And I'm very grateful for that. I, I'm not going to call everybody's name because I might not get it right. But I know you. Know, I know you. But I, uh, those of you here today, I say thank you very much. Um, I want to read today a passage of Scripture. My message is coming from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And uh, we're going to be in this passage the next two weeks. As I have been praying and preparing and, and uh, the Lord has just been putting things on my heart to share. And so I want, this is the passage that he would have me to, to uh, share today. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my load is light. May God bless the reading of his word today. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. I guess that since we didn't. We have two services today. I get to preach twice as long right? <laughs> Now, I've been praying, preparing for this moment for several months, and so I got a lot to unload. So I hope you're ready to listen. I'm ready to preach. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Praising my Savior all the day long. That song written by Fanny Crosby in 1873 has been sung millions of times. What an amazing story. If you know the story of Fanny Crosby, at a very young age, about six weeks years of years of age, she had a condition in her eyes and, and she became blind. And she was blind her whole life. But she wrote over 8,000 hymns. 8,000 hymns. And she was a, an accomplished musician. She memorized large portions of Scripture. What an amazing servant of God. And she, 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 she cut her teeth in a Baptist church and in a Methodist church and various other churches throughout her lifetime. And that, that tells me, that hymn is one of my favorite hymns. And it talks about, the, even though she could not see with her eyes, 
in her physical eyes, she could see with her spiritual eyes that there was a Savior who was real, a Savior who loved her, and a Savior who died for her. And it was her desire to praise Him all the day long. And that's my desire, is to praise Him all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. I wanted to take just a few minutes on this first Sunday to tell you a little bit about my story. I'm very thankful for Mr. Yoder for introducing me and my wife, Meredith, my best part, 30, almost 34 years coming up in June. And um, very grateful. You're talking about if you believe in miracles, that's a miracle for her to be with, that, that, with me that long, 34 years. But I wanted Mr. Yoder to introduce me because I got introduced to your church through Mr. Yoder. I don't know how long it go it was, 20 years. You've been doing work in this community for a long time. And I got connected to your church through the outreach of not only Mr. Yoder, but the, the missions committee of this church and, and even the whole church. And I've seen how your church has been open in so many different ways and involved in missions in this community. And I know you also do things throughout the world as well. And, I'm, and so I've just had a heart to, and I've been connected, even though I haven't been a member of this church, I've been connected with you through, through uh, your ministry that you've been a part of in this church. But I wanted you to know a little bit about my story. As he shared, I, I, my, I'm from, uh, I grew up in Soperton. My parents were Joel and Marianne Hutchison. They both passed away. My dad grew up in a little community in Johnson County called Meeks. It's a small farming community. And they, in fact, my, his granddad, my great-great-granddad, donated land, what is known as Corinth Church. It was Corinth Methodist Church. Several years ago, they, they've pulled out. Now they're just Corinth Church. But it, it, the Methodist Church has been in the history of our family for many years. And my grandparents were very active in that small country church. And that, that uh, very wonderful, wonderful people a part of that church body. And, and, and so my mom was from Soperton, and her parents uh, were uh, 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 Herbert and Bert Brown. Her real name was Bertie D, but uh, she had a sister named Gertie Lee, but uh, everybody knew her <laughs> as Bert. And uh, by the way, many of you, I, I talked to some of, some of you may know uh, Richard Dennard and Wesley Crow, both from Conyers. Richard just passed away a few days ago. Um, but they are both from Conyers. They both wound up in Soperton, both owning pharmacies. Uh, pharmacists. Both are pharmacists and had uh, stores in the small town of Soperton. And so uh, I didn't know that until later, later, on, later on through the years. But it's a small world. But I grew up there and I grew up, um, and, and I call home Soperton. If anybody asks you where I'm from, I'm from the small town of Soperton. Where do you call home? Each one of us have a place that we call home. And I ask you that question because I'm going to come back around to that at the end about where our true home is. But my home, I call Soperton. I grew up, went to school there, graduated from high school there. At a very young age, as a young boy, I got saved. I was, we were members at, at the Soperton First Baptist Church. And I remember one weekend, we had a youth revival. And we were singing songs, and they were singing songs. I was saved on a Monday. I was saved on a Tuesday, Wednesday. And whatever day of the week you were saved on, you stood up. And for the first time in my life, I realized I was lost. 
I could not say, I don't know what day I was saved on. And the Holy Spirit began working in my life. And the Holy Spirit broke me down. And I began just weeping and crying. And one of the workers came up and said, what's going on? I said, I don't know. And they said, do you know Jesus? I said, I know about Him. Do you want to know Him? I said, yes. They prayed a prayer with me and I invited Jesus in my heart. And afterwards, I was baptized. Now, I was dunked. In the Baptist tradition, we dunk now. And so I went all the way in. And I, was, I joined the became a part of the church was part of the youth group there in our church and I can't tell you that I was a perfect little boy now I had my moments as a young as a young teenager but in college I went to Middle Georgia left Soperton moved into the dorm at Middle Georgia College that's where I met my wife Meredith in Cochran Georgia we dated for four years we, we finished at Cochran at Middle Georgia then we went to Georgia got married in 1990 moved to Fort Worth Texas made our home there for three years while I was in seminary, had our first child. We moved to, to Georgia, to Florida, and my first pastorate was a small Baptist church in Uvalda, Georgia. Uh, Uvalda, a very small community in Montgomery County, Georgia. But it was a great experience for both she and I. Loved, church loved us, we loved them. And then I moved from that small rural town to the, all the way to right in the middle of Atlanta, Georgia, in Brookhaven. Night and day difference. There were only that, that there were there were only about three hundred people, including cows, in Uvalda. Moving to Atlanta <laughs> was a transition. Let me tell you. And I and I served as a pastor at Brookhaven Baptist Church for a season, and then God called us out here in two thousand and one. And I began pastoring in Conyers, and that's what brought me to Conyers initially was serving as a pastor. In the early 2000s, I clearly heard the call of Jesus to come to Him. I was pastoring. I was saved. But I felt that He wanted me to come out from my denominational affiliation and be affiliated with Him and Him alone. It was His calling. I heard that. And I said, yes, sir. I came out, we came out as a body of believers. In this passage that we read today in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, and I'm not going to dig, we're going to be back here next week, and we're going to dig into this verse, and we're going we're to dig into it, right? And that's what I want you to get ready to dig into God's Word, because His Word brings life. There's Word in His life. There's life in His Word, and there's Word in His life. And as we dig into the Word, we're going to find Jesus. And Jesus in this passage is inviting us to come out of mindsets. He's inviting us to come out of systems, out of sects, out of parties, out of factions that divide us. And He's inviting us to come into a relationship with the One who has been sent by the Father to bring us home to our eternal dwelling place. He's calling us to Himself. I'm not trying to make a statement about being anti-anything. I want that to be clear. I don't want to be known as being anti-anything. Many of us here today, we all came to a saving knowledge of Jesus through the ministries of denominational churches. 
And so I know many people that I love and respect are members of all kinds of churches. And I know that they love Jesus with all their heart. And I have no ill will feeling toward any, anybody. And I'm not, I, I'm just saying, I want you to know, I am, want to, do not want to be known as being anti-anything. I want to be known as being pro-Jesus. Pro-Jesus. This world needs Jesus. It's our calling. But you've got to understand that in the, in the context of this passage of Scripture, in the days of Jesus, when, when He was calling people unto Himself, He was talking to people where there were various kinds of factions. You had the, uh, within Judaism, you had Pharisees and you had Sadducees and, and you had Zealots. And you had, I'm sure there were all kinds of other factions and, and, and groups that existed. Today, I've read, and I think this is a low estimate, that there are over 45,000 different factions within Christianity. Somehow deep within my heart, I don't feel that is good. We have differences, and we, we need to learn how to work through them and work together. Did you know that the word church comes from the Greek word, what? Ekklesia. You've heard that, right? Ekklesia. That Greek word means to be called out. That's what the word means. So when the Bible talks about the church, he's talking about ones who have been called out. Called out of what? Called out. Of all of these different factions. All of these different divisions. All of these, these things that divide us. And He's called us unto Himself. To be fully devoted to Him. And nobody else. He and He alone. Is our Savior. And our God. Parties, factions and sects. Are very much a part of this natural world. I don't trust any political party. I pray and I vote. I pray and I vote. But my hope is not in Washington. My hope is not in the president or Congress or in the governor. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And I pray that's true for all of us here today. I believe that God is calling us to a higher supernatural world. A world where unity and love is the prevailing atmosphere under the rule and reign of Jesus. While we can partner with other entities for the sake of sharing the love of Jesus with this world. We can partner with them. But our allegiance and our devotion is to Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. Nobody else. When asked what I am, for years people say, well, what are you? Here's my response. I'm UJC. Well, what are you talking about? 
What is UJC? I'm under Jesus Christ. That's who I am. I am UJC. I am under Jesus Christ. My life aim is to stay in alignment and agreement with Him and Him alone. Now you're going to hear me talk about being in alignment and agreement a good bit. Put your hands together like praying hands. And here's what I want you to think about whenever you see these. How many of you use this emoji? Uh, I'll use this emoji a lot when I'm praying for people. I'll say praying hands. Think of your left hand as being in alignment with you. Being alignment means you're submitted to His Lordship. You're submitted to Him. And in your right hand, you're in agreement. Let me tell you, when alignment and agreement come together in our lives, that's the best place you and I ever want to be. We never want to be out of alignment and out of agreement with who Jesus is. We want to be submitted to His Lordship and we want to be surrendered to His will for our lives. Alignment and agreement. And so in my prayer time, oftentimes I'll do this little simple exercise at the beginning of my prayer time. Lord, I come into alignment and I come into agreement with you. And listen, the Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father praying for us. That's what he's doing. He's praying for us. I don't want to pray anything that's not in agreement with what he's praying I want to, whatever, whatever that. And so I come into it, I just bow, put my, bow my, and listen, when you bow your head, you're saying you're acknowledging his authority over your life. My wife and I love to watch, did y'all watch the series The Crown? That was such an interesting, uh, interesting series on Netflix about, uh, in, in Great, Great Britain. And um, whenever somebody would go and meet the queen, what they did, they would courtesy or they would bow. Listen, anytime we come before the Lord Jesus, we need to bow in honor of his authority for our lives. But we, when we are living in alignment, in agreement with Jesus, we are under Jesus Christ. That's the best place to be. The worst place to be is out of alignment and out of agreement with Jesus. And I don't want to be there. And I, I pray oftentimes, Lord, if you ever find me out of alignment or out of agreement, I pray you'd jerk me, jerk a knot in my head, and jerk me right back into, the, into that position of being in alignment. Listen, my flesh is just like anybody else's flesh. I can get out of alignment and out of agreement. Just cut me off on the road, I'll tell you. I, <laughs> Lord, forgive me what I'm about. You know what I'm talking about. The call of Jesus is a call to come to Him. A call to come home to the place of rest under Him and in Him. It's the place where we were designed to belong. Responding to the call of Jesus to come to Him is a call to come home to rest in His healing love. In all of heaven's resources. As I've been praying and just seeking the Lord. This thing about alignment and agreement. 
I'm telling you, right there, if we can find our place, right there is the sweet spot. It's the sweet spot of living. No matter what hell is breaking loose around us, we're okay because we're in Him. We're seated with Him in heavenly places. The name of the Lord is our strong tower. The name of Jesus is our strong tower. It's our home. It's where we find our true security and our identity and our belonging. All around us. We know all around us are people who are looking for home. What if we collectively decided that we're not, we are going to keep the main thing the main thing? Now, if you're from South Georgia like me, you would say we're going to keep the main thing, the main thing. <laughs> All right? But who is the main thing? Jesus. And we join Him in His mission to seek and save those who are lost. Those who are looking for home. Alignment and agreement. You say, well, preacher, I just want to come to church. Thank you for coming to church. I just want to give a little money. I, I'm really not all that serious about Jesus. I just want to do my little bit to secure my place in heaven, hopefully. Let me tell you something. You're missing out. If that is your limited thought and mindset, you're missing out on so much more of what God has for your life. When you open yourself up and say, Lord, I don't want a little bit of you. I want all of you. I want everything you've got for me. And let me tell you something. He's got more for me than I can handle. And I promise you, He's got more for you than what you can handle. But let me tell you, listen, I've experienced the presence of God so many times. I, got, I said, I don't know what happened to me, but I know I like it and I want some more of it. And I'm praying, listen, for us as a body of believers, that God would open up the windows of heaven over us. And that God would pour out His Spirit on us like the day of Pentecost. And that you and I would experience a move of... This city needs a move of God. The people in this community need to know that there's a God who loves them. There's a Jesus who died on the cross for them. And that knowing Him is the best thing that you and I can know. But it only comes when we're in alignment and in agreement with Him. And I'm going to ask you to, do, to spend time with Him. Spend time with Him to come into alignment and agreement with Him. Listen, so I used to, years ago in my legalistic days, I would preach, you got to get up early in the morning and spend time with Jesus. If you're not early up early in the morning, there's something wrong with you. But let me tell you something. I've grown, hopefully, to the place where I have learned there's no bad time to spend time with Jesus. I'm an early morning person. My wife it prefers late in the evenings. I go to bed early. She goes to bed late. 
I don't care when you spend time with Jesus. It doesn't matter because there's no bad time to spend with Him. I'm just asking you to spend time with Him to bring your life in alignment and in agreement with Him. And I promise you, I promise you, if we'll do that individually and collectively, we'll see God move in miraculous ways. He will move in miraculous ways. And I, I'm ready for it. I heard some angelic voices here today. My, my, my. Glorious. And I, I tell you, I love, I, I love the organ, but I tell you, I, I love the piano. I miss the piano. But I, listen, I, I, I'm looking for the day when the heavens open and I hear angels sing. Wouldn't that be awesome? Whew. Might have to shout, hallelujah. Let's join him. Our community needs a move of God. Wait, what if those of us who have been followers of Jesus for some time, who are secure in our faith, and, and we know that we'll spend eternity with him, what if we collectively decided to lay aside our personal preferences, our likes, and our desires? about how to do church and we collectively ask Jesus and seek him about how to be the church and use our resources to make him known to our community and the world think about that what if we rather than becoming sought in our ways you ever heard that term what if rather than us becoming set in our ways we continually offer up our lives as living sacrifices to Him and become set in His ways. Making ourselves and our resources available to Him for however He wants to use. What if we as a body of believers become more known for our service to the community rather than just our services that we hold on Sundays? People are looking for home. I'm looking for home. I found my home in Jesus and in him I found him to be my haven of rest and so I ask you today have you found your home if not let me encourage you to take a moment and to hear the call of Jesus calling say come unto me he's knocking on the door of your heart won't you open the door and let him come home? When Jesus finds his home in your heart, you will find your home in him. Many of you may have years ago as a child followed the steps that your church or whatever tradition said you needed to follow. And you did all of that. Maybe you never came home to Jesus. The invitation today is come home to Jesus. He's calling us home. Every day he's calling us home. The last verse of that Fanny Crosby hymn says perfect submission. All is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting. Looking above. Filled with His goodness, 
lost in his love. So if you, if, if I could give some quiet.